Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Startcast, Press South Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, and I'm joined today by my fellow games gamers, James. Hey, what's up? And Stephen. I'm a game and a gamer. Hi. <laughs> I did muck that up. I've got a cold today, so if I start to just like fade in my voice, um, that I, I, hear, I thought I heard someone else sniffle there. Someone else got a got a cold? No. It's just me? Oh, no. Okay, damn it. We're all just pictures of health here. It just seems like everyone I know at the moment is getting sick, and I thought, yeah, that, yeah maybe it was going to... I was like, sick for like the last three episodes. Flies too. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's just one of these like really annoying head colds. It doesn't really slow me down. But it makes everything I do just slightly less enjoyable. But anyhow, we're going to be in for a good time today. It's great to have you both on because we're going to be doing a special podcast today because it's time for part one of our E3 predictions podcasts. Um, today we'll be discussing uh, what we think slash hope we'll see from each of the major publishers outside of like the big three manufacturers and their first party studios. Um, so we'll be discussing what we think EA, Bethesda, Square, and Ubisoft might show. Uh, and we're going to do that. Do it in that order, because that is the order that the conferences happen. Um, so E3 is like only like three weeks away. So I wanted to, we've already seen like a bunch of news kind of coming out um, over the past week of like, you know, announcers already kind of getting in early and sort of talking about what they're going to be showing at E3. So I thought it was about time that we did this. Um, so let's start off with EA. There are conferences on Sunday, June 10th at 4am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Stephen, let's start with you. What would you hope to see from EA this year? Man, mine, my first one is kind of a little bit weird out of the left field. Um, uh-huh. So, SSX3 came to backwards compatibility just recently, and that reminded right. me of how much I like SSX games. And I'd uh-huh. like a new one of those because they're very good. And it's EA. We haven't seen one since, I know, there was a kind of average one on 360 a while back. But, yeah, I'd be all about that. That's my, my weird out there prediction for EA. Uh, these are the um, they're like the snowboarding, like yeah, the like right? extreme snowboarding. I guess it's kind of it was never really realistic. It was kind of goofy tricks, like anti gravity sort of stuff. It was ridiculous, but it had a really cool yeah. like vibe soundtrack. Uh, yeah, it was super fun and super cool aesthetic. Do you think that like the lack of success of Steep though might mean that's not a bit of a not so uh, much of a possibility? I mean, I mean, I can't remember how well Steep sold, but I thought it was like pretty poorly received. I kind of forgot Steep existed, so that's probably <laughs> <laughs> probably says all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, maybe fair to say that we're not going to be seeing any more Steep from Ubisoft's conference. Um, what about your uh, yourself, James? What's your sort of big thing that you're excited about from EA? I'm not. I'm not really like I want to see more Star Wars. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I know they've got like a lot I of projects. Yeah, see, everybody did because you yeah. know. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like Battlefront Two. The the rumors are that you know it's kind of done, which is mm. a huge shame. Um, but like, I just want to, I guess, see what they're doing now, like what they're working on, because Anthem doesn't particularly like that kind of game doesn't interest me as much as it used to. And yeah. obviously, the sports games, like, who cares? Sorry. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I'd really, really like to see updates on the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, what? Where did we leave it with uh, Amy Hennig's project? Now I'm forgetting how that all, I think that whole ended. Wasn't that cancelled? It was just cancelled. But weren't they? I shifting... thought it was cancelled. But that team moved over to the other, to Respawn Entertainment's game, like the Titanfall people, mm, yeah, and they're making something Star Wars game too. Oh, yeah. surely we've got to see that. It's just a mess, I reckon. Like. 
you've had the license for so long. Put out more games, you know? Yeah, they've not really done anything, <laughs> like, uh, overly meaningful with it yet, really. I mean, no, that's yeah. not that's not totally fair. Battlefield, sorry, Battlefront and Battlefront 2 have done done reasonably well for them. And I don't think they're terrible games either. No. I'm I, sure, yeah. I'm sure they've made pro- profit on them, you know? But, like, uh-huh. I don't know. The first one kind of had a bad rep because it wasn't much content. And the second one fixed all those yeah. issues, but then, obviously, the loot box microtransaction thing kind of took over from that so now yeah it's a bit like you know i am really excited to see what respawn do with it though because i'm a massive titanfall fan i thought titanfall 2 was fantastic i thought the yeah, campaign titanfall 2 was, was great too it was just like yeah. a really underrated game i felt um and For sure. uh, they have so much talent obviously within that that team so to see them work on a battlefield game yeah sorry on a star wars game would be tremendously exciting um what about battlefield though uh, on that note because we've seen a lot kind of come out in the past couple of days about battlefield 5 uh steven mm-hmm. is there anything like anything you've kind of really taken away from any of these battlefield announcement announcements do you think there's going to be much hype for this game oh man i've been trying to think as little about battlefield as possible today just because it's been a bloodbath on twitter with everyone going back and forth because there's a woman on the cover oh it's so tiresome <laughs> um but aside from that i don't know i think i wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of large-scale battle royale sort of thing like you know yeah. i think we talked about it last week it's we call of duty is getting it but we all thought uh-huh. that battlefield you know with its larger scale things kind of makes more sense to do that and yeah. i think i saw someone say something about how battlefield is going to have sort of a building aspect to something i don't know how true that is if it just sort of scrolled past my eyes on twitter at some point today but yeah. that could be fun. Like, I don't know. I, I'm never really massively into the Battlefield games, but a couple of years ago, I've, you know, did enjoy them a little bit. And if this was kind of fun, then maybe I'd jump back in again. I guess we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've been trying to keep up with it. Um, because there's just been like so much news coming out, um, and uh, massive props by the way to, to Toby, who's been covering it um, largely over on the site. I highly encourage you to go and check it out and, and see everything that's kind of coming into this game, because um, they're making a lot of changes. I love that they're sticking with the historical setting, um, the focusing on World War Two this time, um, and I like that they're really sort of playing around with some of the stuff that we've kind of taken for granted with the Battlefield franchise for a while, um, like the spotting systems kind of getting like a big shake up. They're sort of making um, traditionally sort of mountable weapons portable now as well um, hmm. the squad experience is kind of shaking up like in terms of the way that you revive people like you can revive um, your squad members even if you're not a medic and stuff like that but different rules sort of apply there um, really glad to see like war stories returning too because I, I love that in Battlefield 1 um, yeah it's, I'm really I'm really excited for this I really like what they've been doing with the Battlefield games recently I don't like their names so much though they've got to sort this naming <laughs> convention like out brand, and like the the branding is just so all over the place. And yeah. like the even the coloration, like the blues and stuff. The blue orange um, combo. The blue and orange, like it just looks like I'm I know that they're, they're not the same, but like if you were to put all three like some dumb customer or something walks into a store and they're like, you know, they see all three games on the wall. It's pretty hard to like, you know Tell them apart. Yeah, I don't know, like for the like us we'll be like, Yeah, of course, that's Battlefield Five. But uh-huh. like I don't know. I just think it's a bit of a branding nightmare. It almost yeah, no, reminds me of like FIFA covers. To me, they all look the same, yeah. but to someone who knows, you know, oh, that player was on 2018, that player was on 17, they know which one's which. But like, unless I look at the year on it, it's like, those all look like a man in front of green with the FIFA logo yeah. on it. You're so right with that colouring, though. That's never really bothered me until now. Now you've drawn my attention to it. So we're going to Sorry. Uh, if you it's start like looking into movie posters. they've had that sort of blue, flashy light <laughs> since like um, Battlefield 3. 
It's been a I while. Do, yeah, I do like it. Like, I think it's, it's pretty cool. And I guess it is like Battlefield's thing, you know? It's like their colour. Um, yeah. But they, I don't know, they all look pretty similar on a shelf together, I reckon. Yeah. Even in-game, like, everything kind of <clears throat> seems kind of blue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm a big Battlefield fan. I'm yeah. I, I'm really excited about what EA kind of show with that. I imagine we'll get like a full sort of. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. For one, they had like a half hour, like hour sort of multiplayer match. They did like a huge multiplayer reveal and had a bunch of celebrities there and stuff like that. I imagine it'll they'll do the same sort of thing this year. Yeah, I imagine um, they probably want to push the like last year. They did a lot of like experimental presentation styles of bringing in YouTubers and streamers, which I yeah. don't think they'll do that again but no. i can totally see them just trying to do anything that's not just here is a trailer here is someone talking about it here is a trailer and just you know on forever they want to do something a bit more interesting to stand out from a regular conference i reckon yeah i really respected the sort of approach they took because it was very much like we don't want to sort of like play into the hype all too much like we just want to show you what you're here for like here's the people like actually like playing the games mm. um and i respect that because like sometimes the conferences kind of get a bit glossy and they sort of detract <laughs> from the actual like user experience right yeah um, totally so i'm kind of keen to that um you mentioned anthem earlier before though james um, that's obviously yes. like this kind of looming kind of game that we've not really heard much about from EA. Do mm-hmm. you, what do you think we'll see from them for, for Anthem, if anything, at E3? I think it's time to show it properly. Um, how long ago did we see the first trailer for it? Like, I feel like it was maybe two years ago. Or yeah. Last, was it only... Was it two years? I don't know. I'll look it up um, quickly, but I feel like it was a, two, a couple of years ago. It feels like a while ago. Maybe it was only last year. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's just the game, like, I mean, they've shown so little of it, but it seems to be quite a different kind of game. Like, the structure's going to be similar to, like, something like Destiny or Division or all those kinds of games. Yeah. Um, But, like, in terms of, like, the way you move around the world and, like, the fact that you're basically Iron Man, I guess, Mm. Um, but, like, futuristic. Like, that's, that's intriguing, but, like, I just don't think we've ever seen anything about how it all comes together or how it will play or anything like that. And, obviously... Yeah. Behind the scenes, Bioware's had a few issues and they've obviously had to, like, shuffle their teams around after Mass Effect bombed. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I just want to see... I just want to... Like, like I would probably play Anthem before I played Battlefield, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but neither excite me at the moment. I just worry about Anthem and Battlefield just isn't my thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad it, you it brought was up... First, sorry, just to fill, like, just so we get the, the facts there. Um... It was initially teased, uh, this according to Wikipedia, obviously. I love Wikipedia, um, hence, we will, as we'll see later on. Um, but the the game was teased in 2014 initially, and then, yeah, last year. It was when they showed the gameplay. Oh, okay, so it was not that so it was long just last then. Year that we <laughs> yeah. did see gameplay, though. Like, gameplay you know, tends to say that it's, like, somewhat far along. But I, I feel like I didn't get a full idea of how the game works. Like No. Besides, no. you can fly and swim. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you have yeah. a suit. But sorry, Stephen, I, I interrupted just, you. What were we going to say? Oh, yeah. And no, I was just going to say, I'm glad that you brought up the whole reshuffle after Mass Effect, James. Because, like, if people are that have come from the Mass Effect team and possibly are working on this, I remember one of the things I really enjoyed about Andromeda was the new sort of freeform sort of jetpacky movement system. And that seems like it could be a good influence on Anthem, possibly. Yeah. And I'm, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I'm interested to see where, like, how exactly it's going to play out because they seem to be, it, it looks more like the sort of open world RPG sort of style game. Like, I suppose, kind of, you know, like, sort of in a similar sort of vein to Mass Effect. But 
they seem to like as a company be moving away from that sort of style of game and they you know they're craving for more multiplayer experiences and sort of something they can really sort of put as a platform kind of going forward mm, right like um, persistent I get online the terminology. stuff yeah i think this is just like a destin like ea's destiny honestly yeah you reckon it is going to be that sort of because they would they showed off co-op right like it's going to be that sort yeah. of style uh, i would be very surprised if it was similar to mass effect the actual yeah. first three or whatever i'd be so surprised yeah. But maybe they'll surprise me at the <laughs> conference, you know? Do you think there'll be any mention of Mass Effect at all? No. No. <laughs> no. What about, no. What about I would think we like... would get a Dead Space announcement before I was Mass Effect ask, at yeah, this stage. Was... Dead Space could be the <laughs> other one. Do you think there'll be the Dead Space be thrown around at all? No. Is a possibility it... that? Have they not said it's dead or, like, no pun intended or whatever? Ha-ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like I, I would kill for a new Dead Space. Like I don't even think Dead Space Three was that bad. Like people just need to calm down. <laughs> Still, um, <laughs> so ridiculous. But but like, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I just think they should definitely give it another shot. If they give, can give Mirror's Edge another shot, why not give Dead Space another shot? You know. Yeah. Like yeah. I like Mirror's Edge too. That's not a, that's not a dig at Mirror's Edge. I just yeah. feel like Dead Space has more mass appeal than you know, person running across roofs. <laughs> You just made me remember how sad I am that Mirror's Edge is probably never going to be a thing again. Yeah, but that's how I feel about Dead Space right now. So yeah, you know, empathy. I'm with you there emotionally. Uh, okay, well, let's chat about Bethesda <laughs> then. Uh, their conference well. is on Monday, June 11th, uh, 11:30 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So that's a, that's an all right time as far as E3 conferences go. That one's actually quite watchable. Um, we obviously heard a lot about Rage 2 um, since it was leaked through that. I think it was leaked initially from Walmart, and they made some comments on Twitter about it, and then the official reveal kind of came a couple of days later. Um, we talked a bit about Rage 2 already, um, but Stephen, what do you reckon they'll kind of showcase E3 for Rage? I reckon we'll see a bit more gameplay. Like, we've got that fairly short gameplay trailer. It gives you a rough idea of the vibe they're going for, but I I think we'll see maybe a a level walkthrough or something a bit more substantial than what we've got already. Yeah, like a 10-minute long playthrough or something like that. That might be stretching it, but yeah, something something like that. Mm. Oh, It's coming out later this year, though, right? Like, it's got to be... It's next year. Oh, Oh, really? Oh. Well... Oh my god! Does nobody follow the news? I can't remember every date. <laughs> oh I, no! Well, I, we don't know the date. It's just next year. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. My, no, my big question, my big thing with rages is like, cool, it's next year, but that kind of leaves a big question mark over this year for Bethesda. Yeah. Um, I think that's what then, I was just naturally assuming. That was like, I assumed yeah. that was their holiday game. Like, why fly all these people out to play it? Like, Shannon was there. Uh-huh. I don't even know if you played it or watched. Just something happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I just think like why put all this effort in to for a game that's so far away. Um, but then I wonder if maybe it was this year, and then like you know it's a pretty packed Q4. Like would uh-huh. Rage Two really survive in this climate? You know, mm. um, in in this packed Q4 with the Red Dead and Battlefield and COD. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe you know it's what just, I mean? maybe it's just wise for Bethesda not to put anything out this year. I mean like Well <clears throat> like I wonder if like obviously last year there were a lot of leaks about that supposed Starfield RPG um which is basically you know Skyrim or Fallout in space and that that uh-huh. rumor keeps coming back up. I just wonder if that's kind of their fallout where they announce it at E3 and it comes out 4 months later. Yeah. You know. 
Stephen, do you think we'll see anything from like James mentioned their fallout? But do you think there's a possibility we'll see anything kind of in that series or Elder Scrolls perhaps a new Doom game? Kind of any of those kind of big sort of tentpole games? Yeah, I was been- actually like thinking a little bit earlier on today when you mentioned we'd be thinking about the Thursday stuff. I was like, we don't have yeah. an Elder Scrolls this generation. We have like various permutations of Skyrim, but that's essentially like a 360 generation game. We don't yeah. have like a this gen Elder Scrolls and. They no. just there would could be so many more things they could do if it's designed from the ground up for the power that we have now compared to just yeah. sort of you know, prettying up last gen game. Um, yeah, I can't believe we've gone so long without Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, Six. Yeah. Just a side note, my mum has like totally gotten into Elder Scrolls uh, Five, <laughs> like Skyrim. She's like totally addicted to it. She's played, I'd uh, probably like well over a hundred hours of it now. Good it's lord. Just, Blown my mind, yeah. There you go. Still, that game, still finding new audiences. Um, what about yourself, James? When do you think we'll next see another Doom game? I'm really keen for another Doom game. I don't think Doom is happening this year, for mm. sure. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure... I feel like the fact that, you know, Avalanche is working with id on Rage 2 yeah. makes me think, well, then what's id doing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I'm sure they're working on that. Um, I... <laughs> I'd rather them kind of try to do something with Quake first, but like I, because Bethesda's kind of kept Quake to its multiplayer kind of roots, I guess, but they haven't really tried to reboot like a single player Quake. I'd love yeah. for them to do that first, but I don't think Doom, I think Doom is coming, but I think it's probably next year. Um, I'd be surprised if they spoke about Doom, to be honest. Yeah. This year. Like, I feel like they'll talk about maybe something for, like, I know this sounds so random, but like that, I think even the Steam up page got updated for Prey recently, um, huh. which kind of huh. indicates there might be something new coming there. Um, so, like, you know how they did, like, a Dishonored spin-off that was, like, yeah. standalone but also DLC? I think we'll get something like that. Um, even, like, I don't know, Wolfenstein 2, I feel like, is still kind of ripe for expansion. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, <clears throat> could we see more DLC content out for that? I think that I think that is a definite. I reckon then we'll see, like, another sort of, like, three to four or five hour sort of... Um, story sections kind of added into that. Yeah. That's what um, I like about Bethesda is like, they don't care if something's big or not. They'll just give the time to it, you know, and uh-huh. try and, do you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't, like they, they would give a spot, like time to diso- the Dishonored expansion, even though yeah. most people probably didn't buy it, but they still, you know, let it be kind of one of their Q4 games, if that makes sense. Like, y- yeah, I don't know how to, I can't put that into like better words. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like a standalone sort of thing too. Like, um, or was it the yeah, old blood? Yeah. I think was the same sort of thing. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised if they do that at all. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think it could be pretty short sort of conference for them. I don't know if they've got a huge amount that they'll sort of be reading and readily willing to share at that moment. So um, I think <clears> you know, it'll Rage Two like, will be the focus, yeah. and then they'll sort of like bounce a couple other things. So maybe there'll be some like new Elder Scrolls Online sort of content that's announced as well. That seems to be sort of a hallmark of their parts two conferences. Well, there's an expansion um, coming out like this month, so I feel like right. Okay. Not. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. I reckon we'll just get like a few expansions for the games they released last year. A VR yeah. game, maybe a Switch port, like Fallout. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually not a bad call. Actually, I would not be surprised if they did that. Um, yeah, and then obviously like big teasers for say Doom or Elder Scrolls Six or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I'd love to tease for Elder surprise. Scrolls Six would be great. I just like I, I think I'm sure. I'm, it, yeah, I think I'm gonna call that actually. I reckon like at the end of the the conference they'll be like, oh, one more thing, and they'll show like something even as simple as like um, this sort of score like fading in over a black 
a black screen and then just like the logo coming up or something. Um, Pretty sure that's what they did that's for Skyrim. But <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, like just very sort of basic. Like we've got nothing really to show other than announcing is like the next next studios game. Um, but we've got also Square on Tuesday, June twelfth. That's at the the following day at three a.m. Following morning, um, we've got Square. That's their first conference in in a long time. Um, but obviously, they've got Kingdom Hearts three kind of coming out very soon. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider as well. There's another couple that I thought we'll get stuck into. Um, but Stephen, first, what do we reckon we're going to see from kin- Kingdom Hearts three? Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I. Don't know. Maybe an actual release date? Like, because I don't think we have one of those yet beyond 2018, do we? I don't think we do. No, we don't. What do you reckon it will be, uh, James? Do you reckon we'll get it this holiday? Like, we were yeah. just saying, like how how hot this uh, this holiday is contended. I think they'll just do what they did. I think Final Fantasy 15 was a December launch. Like, I reckon Kingdom Hearts will be that too. Mm. Um, I reckon they don't want to kind of eat into any of those big open world games coming out in October. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Square Enix Japan does kind of things their own way. And I've always thought, you know, December felt right for Kingdom Hearts. I don't know why. It just does. Happy Christmas yeah. childhood memories. Happy Christmas happy Christmas time and, <laughs> like, happy game Disney. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just, you know, it just makes sense. Having um, never, never played a Kingdom Hearts game, I think this one might be the first one I give a crack. I say that now. Chances are I'll be, like, too busy playing Red Dead for, like, my second playthrough or whatever. But... Yeah, I, I, I'm kind maybe of you should play to... like something you haven't played instead of just replaying the same old games. Yeah, I feel it's attacked, very good. James. It's a very good point. <laughs> well, you sound you saying. sound like everyone I know. Whenever I talk about like not having beat God of War yet, the people are like, "Well, maybe stop playing Fortnite." And I'm like, "That's a very valid argument, but also no, I don't want to do that." <laughs> it's a real struggle. Well, enjoy it. Then I'm excited to see Shadow of the Tomb Raider though. I suspect that we'll get like a big proper gameplay reveal for that. See like a yeah. like a two three minute sort of vertical section of the game. Um, maybe sort of show off some new mechanics. Um, yeah, I think like that like that and Kingdom Hearts three will sort of be the the two to sort of lead the uh, the conference really. Um, maybe they'll sort of I... bookend it with those. I don't know. I reckon they'll show fi- um, some Final Fantasy seven stuff. Yeah, like I feel like that's been a while. They're talking about it a little bit more, a little bit more regularly now. Uh-huh. Um, they can't just have a conference with two games, you know. Like no. I, f- I feel like they have quite a bit in the pipeline that they. I think there'll be a lot of surprises from Square Enix, is what I should say. Yeah, yeah. we've also like um, there's Left Alive, oh, just, which is like- I reckon Just Cause. There'll be a new Just Cause. I feel like Avalanche, like they've been pretty busy. Like I don't know. I just uh-huh. feel like it's time for a new one of those as well. Like Just Cause 3 came out like three, four years ago. Do you reckon like Avalanche have the capacity to have those two games worked on side by side? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. All right. What do you want to see from the next Just Cause then? I don't know. I just reckon that we're due for a new, a new one. Okay. I don't <laughs> like, know if I want one though. That's like, no, I think that's I the thing. Want... Like, I think Just Cause 3 was a bit of a, wasn't it? Like I didn't play much of it, but I feel like a lot of people were quite let down by it. Yeah. Um, I think this is, like, if they were to do a new one, it's kind of a cool chance to, like, make right on it, you know? Yeah. I'm fairly sure Just Cause 4 was included in that Walmart leak as well, so that's probably oh, a was very it? good possibility. Yeah, right. I'm just double-checking that, but I'm fairly sure it was. I just um, think, when I think of what Square Enix has, like, I just think of what could they fill it up with, and I just think of, you know, Just Cause. Hitman isn't theirs anymore. Um, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, 
Yeah. All have- and they- sorry, Steve. Oh yeah, they do apparently have the rights or some partnership to make Marvel games for the next couple of years. So yeah, oh, yes, now's That's about right. the time yeah. to strike with that, I reckon. Yeah, and the, and there's talk of like they're making this Avengers game, right? Mm. Um, which I think is yeah, just the distinct possibility team. that we see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like obviously with Infinity War like being as successful this year as it has been, like that just makes good marketing sense. I think to to get out and at least speak about that to, to keep that that hype ball rolling i suppose um but they've also got like left alive that i think is due to come out later this year which is the survival one that looks I was quite about interesting to say, that, that weird mech game with the metal gear solid yeah. artist guy working on it sorry what how yeah, do i not know about one. this <laughs> there's they've really not said much about it i i don't i like i i that's all i know about it but, okay <laughs> yeah it's been worked on by some like it's a square enix in-house like produced game um and it's yeah using people from the um metal gear get like team and i mean that's i'm just the, I'm like, pushing my yeah there's no it's not even the metal gear team it's just the yoji shinakawa like the main artist dude who's doing the art for yeah it. okay so, um yeah. i'm just quickly like yeah. looking at the wikipedia page for square enix and like there's a few other games on here that i've never i'd never even thought about like life is strange 2 um oh yeah you know, yeah like behind this before the storm wasn't made by don't nod and they've just finished uh-huh. vampire so i'm sure they're working on that you know yeah that is a very um, good point i think that is a distinct possibility dragon quest 11 probably will be there dragon yeah quest builders 2 we'll probably have mm. some date on dragon quest 11 like i think it's out in japan but we don't really have i think we've got september this year but they'll probably dedicate a little bit of time to showing that mm. They've got yeah. a fair amount to announce, though. I'm, I'm impressed by like, how much possibility they have to, to really show off a ton of games here. Some switchy stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Do you think it's too soon to see anything for Final Fantasy 16? Is Does 7 have to be out before they even talk about that? I think they need to like cool it with the announcements. Like, just finish your games and then... Like, <laughs> have they finished 15? Like, stop. Yeah. Like, I remember when PS4 first happened, they were like, yeah, we're going to remake Final Fantasy 10 and 12, and then we're going to do 7, and then like, it was like, okay, cool. Like... <laughs> Just one at a time. Just slow down. Um, yeah. It took you like I mean, it's how, amazing. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about this when it's at Sony's turn, obviously. But I think the main is like how they've been able to maintain like so many announcements for so long. Like they've announced stuff way in advance and have been able to sort of keep the interest to a relative level as it's well. It's almost their like, brand now, though. Like I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, maybe you know, like all their games take that so long to come out, but it's only because they announce them so early. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't That's know. I think. Yeah, they should. I feel like don't announce anything new for mm. now, you know. All right. Well, let's uh, discuss Ubisoft then. Lastly, uh, there are conferences on that same Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. So that's June the 12th at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, again, we have like a reasonably sort of good idea that uh, Ubisoft are obviously going to like, show off some of their staples. Um, they've already announced that Division 2 is going to be there. Um, it's safe to assume that we'll be getting a new Assassin's Creed game, I guess. Um, Stephen. What are you excited for from the Ubisoft conference? I'm curious to see if we hear anything more about Skull and Bones. Like, ha- have we mm. heard much about that l- since last E3? Pushed back to next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be a focus for them this year. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be, it might be there for honor, like February, March, April. Although they've got Division Two. Yeah. So they've got quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got a fair few like on the on the roster at the moment. Um, I think the Skull and Bones might be interesting to kind of see how that sort of pans out. I wonder how much they'll look at um, what Rare did with like Sea of Thieves and 
and take that to heart because they I and mean, they don't seem to be like all that sort of different a game really besides the fact that it's just like centered entirely around the ship combat right yeah and much more of a different tone of course but yeah i guess they're yeah. conceptually pretty similar you know you go around you they're be pirates like pirate do pirate things games. <laughs> I do, I, yeah i think um they'll I, splinter cell's probably gonna be back this year uh-huh. don't like i know i think that was in the um the leak as well and obviously the ghost recon yep. tie-in recently like it just doesn't make sense to not do one at this point yeah and i mean if ubisoft makes splinter cell like an open world game which is probably going to happen honestly and it's you know basically metal gear solid but like ubisoft's version like i don't think i would mind that yeah you know? i was gonna say i reckon that is very much a possibility i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if we kind of um I don't know, maybe not, maybe not seeing this in kind of like a gameplay, but kind of get like a good sense of how it will sort of play out. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'd love the idea of that. Like a sort of Phantom Pain style Splinter Cell game. I reckon that'd be, that would really, be really, really yeah, cool. pretty nuts. I can't believe <laughs> um, how far I went. The moment you said it's open world Splinter Cell game, I was just like, oh no. And then you said, oh, but like Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm like, wait, yeah, that worked extremely well. So this could be amazing. So I am, yeah, within the space yeah. of a sentence, totally on board. <laughs> Um, I think uh, they'll definitely like really hammer home new Rainbow Six Siege content as well Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Battle Royale kind of format that's been introduced to that game as well Um, I mean I don't really know how it'd work but what am I forgetting about? Well, I was going to say the the biggest and best game ever, Just Dance 2019. <laughs> Coming out to, to Wii there'll DS. Definitely, there'll definitely be an uh, overlong dance number on that <laughs> yeah. per every year. Which, uh, which musician do you think they'll get to support oh, that? Oh, yeah. What a, yeah. Someone really like... Who's in... Like Post Malone or something. Oh, no. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he's got some moves. I'd buy that. Yeah. Um, uh, the one that I think they'll talk about that everyone d- won't want them to talk about, but they will anyway, uh, uh-huh. is Starlink Battle for Atlas. Do you guys remember? Oh, oh yeah. I their, erased their that toys- from my memory. Yeah, their Toys to Life, um, you know, it's like too late. Toys to Life is already dead. But um, yeah. I think they'll like demo that quite a bit and kind of try to show people why it's not just another Toys to Life game. You know? Yeah. What do they have to do there, though? Like, how do they possibly sell that to you, James? They don't. They won't. Like for me, <laughs> honest, honestly, um, I yeah, I, I I don't know. They just have to, I guess, prove that it's not just another Skylanders or something. It looks like No Man's Sky, but with Toys to Life. It does. The last thing I saw, which is which an is like awful an interesting combination. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I kind of hope that. I don't know. I really love Lego Dimensions. That was the only kind of Toys to Life game I really got behind. Because it was simple. Um, like, you, yeah. just, you don't have to worry about what works with what. Like, Yeah, it was. There was a, like an element of consistency with it. It was using like a ton of different properties that I all cared about. Um, and the fact that it was Lego, like, I thought it was just great. Like, And I think what so worked with that was the sort of like element of customization. Um, the fact that it was all brick and you could sort of play around with it a bit. Um, if they were able to do something with like the ships and kind of, I don't, I don't know. I just don't really kind of like see me caring about ships all that much. Yeah, I guess if you're a space person, I don't know. People bought people who buy Elite Dangerous might like this, you know. Yeah. Do you reckon, reckon there's any possibility they just don't like it's just dead and buried? No, and they've not. They've not spoken about it since the announcement, right? Yeah, but when would they have spoken about it? This is their next top chance. Was that only last year? Oh my god, so much has happened in this past year. Yeah, Jeez. it's a crazy year. I th- I think yeah, I think their big announcements will be for this year will be like 
Splinter Cell, and then I really like, like I said last podcast, I really, really feel like there's an Assassin's Creed coming this year, like yes. set in Greece. Yes, um, I'm for, right. Like, I'm right there with you. I think it will be like absolutely like, set in ancient Greece, Dynasty or Odyssey or like some Greekish name, you know, <laughs> like Odyssey. Odyssey would like cross over with Mario. Yeah, they they wouldn't like that one bit, but that would work. Who knows? Assassin's Creed Apollo or does Apollo work? No, no, no. Apollo is <laughs> the name of someone. That doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Unless it was Assassin's like, Creed. Um, oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the alliteration. Assassin's oh, Creed Acropolis. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. Does Acropolis that can be work? like the dis- there'll be a discovery tour and they can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all about that though. Um, Stephen, do you think we'll see anything for Beyond Good and Evil too? Oh. Um. Mm, no. I don't know. That that game. It looks. Everything we've seen of it kind of seems a little bit iffy. Like we saw, got the initial idea of what the you know, the fact that the game existed, and that's awesome. Uh-huh. But every little piece of information, gameplay that leaks out, or just like the general tone, kind of seems not beyond good and evil, and a little bit like too edgy for me, kind of deal. Um, mm. I mean, I guess they they won't be dropping the project, I guess. But uh, if if they do show <coughs> anything, I hope it's a little bit more true to the uh, the tone and. And I guess the ideas of the first Beyond Good and Evil instead of just, haha, I'm a monkey, what says swear words, lol. Yeah. I reckon, like, that game or Division 2 is perfect time for them to Ubi try, to try and do their own Battle Royale mode. Like, I'm sure they're trying to work out a way to put it into one of their franchises. I mean, couldn't they do I it in, it like, Wildlands? pretty well for the Division. Oh, Wildlands? Oh. Well, I figure that's already got sort of the big, giant, open sort of gameplay map anyway. Just yeah. make people not come back. I don't know if that back. really has the capacity to, like, facilitate. A, I, a, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't see that working for some reason. Mind you, I don't see it working for Siege either. It just seems, like, totally, kind of tonally wrong. And, yeah, like, no way, Siege. The systems wouldn't transfer over at all. That's all about, yeah, like, Siege buildings. Got zombies. A few, but, like, yeah, and I didn't expect yeah, that. That's true. And that was nuts. That was and surprisingly good. Yeah, and it like it seems kind of weird for Call of Duty to have it in a way as well. So I'm just kind of of the opinion now that like any game could have it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a battle royale g- mode in FIFA for Christ's sake. Like they'll find a way. So um, Kingdom World, <laughs> <sorry. laughs> yeah. Laugh, laugh at me if you're going to. But everyone's just a dis- like a different Disney character all in the one map. That would be amazing. That would that would be so good. Like imagine like if some of the matchups up with would be so great. Gosh, <laughs> like, just. Yeah, or Ursula, like just you know, you could whip up to eight people at once or something. I don't know. Why isn't this that a thing? Be, that would be really cool. I was going to suggest almost for like Bethesda as well, like a Quake um, hero shooter. Yes, kind of neat. I was thinking that too. Like Quake has been, it's a very experimental. It sort of goes along. Quake has never been one specific thing. Sort of Quake one and yeah. two was single player mostly, kind of, and then three was like an entirely like Unreal tournament just tournament-based shooter. You've got enemy territory, which didn't really work out very well. Quake um, Battle Royale, that that could work. You could just run around on Strogos, Strogos, Strogonoff. Yeah. And, and that's, they're typically, like, I mean, the ones I played more recently have been very arcadey. Yes. I remember, like, 3, I think, was very arcadey. Um, so, yeah, that would I think that would be a pretty good fit. I just think that first game was just, like, amazing. Like, really weird gothic game. Yeah. Trent Reznor did the soundtrack. Like, it was just the... Really good vibe. Yeah, it was super like I mean, um, Lovecraftian as well, which really I dug before I even knew what that was. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember just trying to play Quake with my... Uh, Quake was something I tried to play on, like, our old Windows 98 PC. And I would always try and boot it up, but it was just, like, way too dark on the screen. I couldn't... I could never see what was going on. Granted, you that was probably my own not settings. not edgy enough. I just couldn't, <laughs> like... I literally could not see anything on the screen. Well, you're wearing cool guy sunglasses. Nah, I wasn't. I don't. I don't know. I would love to like have another crack at it because I don't know like what I was doing wrong, but I just could not see anything <laughs> on the screen for the life of me. Anyhow, Poor Ubisoft. Obscure. Talking about Quake. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, to bring it back to Ubisoft, what about Watchdogs Hacker Royale? I don't know. That's something. Oh my god! Don't, don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> I think the only one, the only Ubi game I can see it working with, there's like the Division Two. I think like, um, you know how in the first division there was like the I forget what it was all called now, but the section of the map you'd go into when it was like the a dark PvP zone. section, the dark zone. Thank you. I can see them doing like taking that dark zone and making it like a, a battle royale sort of thing. Like you kind of walk through the doors and you like spawn in in a random location or whatever, and there's like. I don't know. A last man standing. I don't. Maybe yeah, it wouldn't. No, maybe know, it wouldn't work mean. so kind of fluidly, like the because the, the dark zone you could just kind of like walk in and out of, um, and it was all just kind of like happening in real time. You'd have it would have to be a bit more of like a lobby sort of approach, I think, for a battle royale in the division. But if they're able to find some way where it just kind of felt a bit more sort of natural, um, maybe like timed events, like every kind of like half hour or something, or. I don't know. Maybe that's just a bit unnecessarily complicated. I'm just trying to make it fit within the universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyhow, we'll have more to discuss about E3 next week when we delve into the the big three. Uh, But let's wrap up this episode with a round of What the Wiki. A reminder that What the Wiki is the Starcast Game Show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and you, the contestants, must guess the game. You can guess along at home. We just won't hear you, so you can't score any points. Um, Thanks to at Jamie Penning, the official What the Wiki keeper of the score. He's here to remind you that last week Stephen and James battled it out and it was Stephen who swept away the points uh, and climbed further off the leaderboard in the process. So Brody is still in the lead at five, James just behind at four, Stephen at two and Matt on one. Um, so Stephen, you have the opportunity to narrow that divide between you and James and James to jump up to first place with Brody. Uh, Jamie has also suggested our first game for today. Remember that you can do that too. Just DM me over on Twitter. Um, word of warning that I think this one is pretty tricky. Um, and <laughs> yep. it, it is relevant, but it like very obscure <laughs> relevancy. Okay. Um, yep. So strap yourselves in. The game is a Formula One racing game for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo 64, no. PlayStation, and Dreamcast. It was released in 1999. The game is based on the Formula One World Championship, but does not have the license to use drivers' names, official official cars, etc. The license was held by Video System at the time. He made F1 World Grand Prix and F1 World Grand Prix 2. The game does, however, have a license to use Formula One's official sponsors, Schweppes and Castrol, amongst others, helping add to the authenticity of the game. The sequel to F1 Racing Simulation recreates the 1997 season, featuring 17 authentic tracks, 11 teams and cars, with their 22 drivers. A total of 22 camera views are provided. Telemetry is stored and analysed in a similar way to Grand Prix 2, and physics are modelled to be realistic. There are eight different modes to race, the new ones being a career mode in which the player starts with a poor team and must drive well enough to earn competitive rides in scenarios recreating key races for particular drivers. Returning from the first game are Time Attack, a full championship, a 1950s retro mode. There is also a track editor for the players to create their own tracks. Any idea yet, guys? This is. I feel like this is. A, there's got to be like some like hardcore audience out there. Someone's like, screaming it. There's an you know the, like the niche audience that this game appeals to. 
Like he's, he's really messed you over the past couple of rounds, hasn't he, James? I feel betrayed. The only <laughs> thing I was gonna guess was like that N sixty four one, but I think you said that it wasn't that because they were the one that had the license. So I'm utterly Microsoft Windows N sixty four, yeah, PlayStation and Dreamcast. It's not F one World Grand Prix and F one World Grand Prix two. I'll give you one final clue. The Monaco license is used, although the Monaco. Oh, well, yeah, Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Monaco Grand Prix. It is Monaco <laughs> Grand Prix. <laughs> well done, Stephen. Wow. I had to kind of give it away with the final clue. You pretty much did. Otherwise, we were not going to get it. But yeah, it is Monaco Grand Prix, released in 1999. Uh, so Stephen, off the mark there with a <laughs> with a bit of help. Um, so James, you're going to need to get the next one. Stay in the game. The game takes place in the mid-1960s in the fictional English city of Wellington Wells, a dystopian, retro-futuristic fashion to drug-fueled society formed following an alternative timeline of events within World War II, which is on the verge of collapse. The residents of the city, seeking to forget the war, began taking... James? We Happy Few. It is We Happy Few, (laughs) which was in the news this week because... Yeah, yeah, refused classification. Surprise, surprise. It's got yeah. heaps of drug use. I'm not surprised. that. What was the actual reason? I didn't actually check it up in the end. Was it the drug I use? I don't know. I, 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 like, sorry that I didn't read the site, Shannon. Don't get me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm um, assuming yeah, I'm it's really the drug. I'm really disappointed like, by drugs. this news, though. Yeah. Um, like, they make you happy? I don't know. Yeah. It just looks like such a really cool game. I was, I've always been fascinated by this one. Um, so I'm, I hope they kind of get it re... They managed to get it re, reclassified. Um yeah, it was uh, use the drugs. Yeah, that's yeah. It was pretty <laughs> it obvious. Was the drugs. It was it's the always drugs. the drugs. Using drugs for gain. Yeah, can't do that here in Australia, unfortunately. Um, all right, final game. So it's a tiebreaker. Mm. Contestants, you ready? Ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the game is a platforming and action adventure video game developed by Western Western. Western, as part of a Sega series. It was published by Sega and released for the Sega Meg- Master System in 1989 and for the Game Gear in 1992 without the numeral in its title. It was ported by Hudson Soft in 1991 and, f- and re- was released for the TurboGrafx-16 PC engine under the, names, under the name Dragon's Curse. A remake developed by Lizard, Club, Lizard Cube and published by .emu was released in April Steven? 2017. Steven? Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap? It is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Hooray. Well done, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know why this is relevant this week? Um, no. Why is this relevant this week, Ewan? My my mum bought me this <laughs> remake for my birthday. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have yeah, fun. I, it's such a good it's game. It's obviously like a game that was before my time. Um, but I have been playing that on the Switch like the past week and really enjoying it. It's really good. And the hand-drawn animations are amazing. Oh, so incredible. Um, and you can hit the like the ZR button and like immediately switch back to the original. Um, much in the way that you could like the Halo Anniversary games, for instance. Um, and it's just so, so cool. It runs so well, but it's so like distinctly different. Like they've just totally overhauled the art style. It's awesome. You can go back and um, listen to the old music as well if you really want just like a, whoa, would this was music back then? Yeah. yeah. I um, Actually, the, the edition that she got me um, was, uh, yeah, like the original soundtrack sampler. Like it's got some of the Ooh. tracks on like a little disc inside the box. So I'll need to give them a listen. That's pretty nice. Um, but well done, Stephen. You've taken home the points today and closed that lead down. It's getting, it's getting a bit heated. Getting, it's getting there. It's getting a bit heated, what the wiki. Yeah. Climbing up that ladder. Brody on five, James on four, Stephen on three. Uh, Matt needs to come back on the podcast to, to close that gap. But uh, 
Yeah, it's getting heated. I like it. Uh, and with that, let's bring it down to what was episode 140 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, and other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site, of course, at press.com.au. You can also join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Uh, recommend us topics. Let us know what you want us to discuss or like give us suggestions for the wiki, whatever. Um, we've been joined today by James. Hi. You can find me on Twitter um, at James, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. And also joining us today and taking home the points, it was Stephen. You can congratulate me at Stephen Impson, <laughs> S-T-E-V-E-N-I-M-P-S-O-N. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. I've survived. I've not died of my cold. Hopefully, I'll be back here again next week to talk about what Xbox, Sony, and uh, the other one, Nintendo. <laughs> the <laughs> other one. The cold is getting to my brain power. I'll give you that. Um, we'll uh, be revealing at E3. But until then, happy gaming. See Bye. ya. Bye.